welcome to a special Fat Tire and Friends episode of... Brutal Battle. Yeah, so if you don't know what Fat Tire and Friends is, it is a beer pack. And much like we do special episode for the beer pack, the uh, Beer Camp by Sierra Nevada, decided to go ahead and do a special episode for this beer pack, um, Fat Tire and Friends, which is done by New Belgium uh, Brewing out of... Um, Fort Collins, I'm sorry, out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and they also have a location in Asheville, North Carolina at this point, so their stuff is brewed in both places. Um, so, I know this pack actually, at this point when we're recording, this pack's been out for about a month, so it's not like super current, so by the time people hear this, because you know we do bank up episodes just to make sure we don't run out of any, and you know, because it's hard to schedule people these these days as you become an adult, or go further into adult adulthood, that is. But, um, so this is a little bit on the later side. So hopefully people had this pack of beer, they can compare what they thought with what we think about these beers when we go through them, or there's still a pack available that you can go get. So anyway, we're going to go through, um, there are six beers in this, one of them is the regular Fat Tire. And then there are five that are riffs on Fat Tire, and they, those are done in collaboration uh, with some other breweries. So it's basically these other breweries' takes on Fat Tire, you know. As and I think actually New Belgium called it riffing off of the I Fat was Tire say, recipe. Did you make that up? No, no, no. They actually said it, which I'll read you a little bit. So this is basically a pack that they put out because they are 25 years old now as a brewery, which means. I believe Fat Tire uh, was one of their early ones, too, so I think it was, um, so this beer is, recipe is potentially 25 years old at this point, and I remember a long time ago just hearing a lot about Fat Tire, um, you know, when the craft beer industry was still relatively fresh, uh, people just being like, oh man, Fat Tire, Fat Tire, people would go to liquor stores around us in Maryland and be like, man, do you get Fat Tire, and do you get Fat Tire, and we weren't getting it at that point, so it really got worked up in my mind. Mm-hmm. The first time I had it was when, Rebecca, you and I went out to Las Vegas. And oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and we went to Burger Bar. Oh, yeah. And we had some burgers, and they had samplers there, and Fat Tire was on tap. And I was like, oh, I hear so many great things about Fat Tire. Well, it was a bit of a disappointment because it's a super malty beer. I mean, it's an amber ale, and I was into hoppy stuff at that point. Plus, I didn't know a ton about you know, craft beer at that point, so I was just like, oh, what's all the fuss about this? But you have to consider when this was around. You know, New Belgium's 25 years old. It means they got started in 1991. You know, you have to remember what the craft beer scene was like in that time. So, oh, Rebecca's already, she she's signaling to me, crack crack a beer. <laughs> I Jesus. mean, yeah. I will on. say a little bit more, but oh yes, you're, you're all right. Let's go ahead and crack a beer. So this is just there. So that means you would have had that, because we went to... Vegas, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long. And actually, that was probably the last time I had this beer. So, let's see how fat Tyre is. You know, I don't know if I've ever had this beer, to be honest. Because I wasn't drinking beer then. Yeah, you weren't. You may have just, like, tasted a little, but I'm sure you don't even, like, didn't even think much of it. So, yeah, you weren't really into beer at that point. So, the actual fat Tyre Amber Ale, very clear. It's it's light uh, like a light amber. Yeah, yeah, it's light. It's kind of yellowish brown. Um, I mean, it looks beautiful. Looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. You can see right through it. 
But it's not all about the looks. In fact, it's like nothing about the looks. I'm not getting much Smell. of anything. It smells malty sweet. Yeah, kind of nondescript though. Like beyond that, I'm not getting much. There's a little bit of a roast character on there. Like a slight roast character. There's a little bit of an apple-y quality. And the nose a little bit of like a honey, a little bit of a hay type note. It smells very clean though, almost neutral. A little caramelly. Slight caramelness on the nose. And that's funny because as you said caramel, I took a sip and that's kind of like, that's kind of the only flavor I'm getting. is like a little yeah. bit of a sweetness, caramel, kind yep. of nondescript. Yeah, a little caramelly, a little sweet like you said. Um, very clean, kind of falls yeah. off the palate real quick. This is a super easy beer. I can see why people were all about this back in the day. I mean, I wonder what their sales... I wonder what their sales are like on this beer nowadays. Because, you know, the craft beer communities progressed so much in what they like to drink. But this could be a really good one as, you know, an outdoor beer. Um, it's not too heavy. Did you say the ABV? No, I did not. But 5.2. I'm assuming all these are going to be on the, on the low end. I get a little bit of a roasty, like a slight roasty quality as I continue to... To drink it as well. There's a, a little bit of a bitterness on the end of it. Do you get a biscuity malt flavor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I was and, saying, ho- and hoppy freshness? Um, no. I mean, it's earthy. It's got that earthy kind of hoppy quality, but it's not, you know. It's okay. It's fine. It's not, I mean, it's not my thing. It's not really your wheelhouse either, but it's an amber ale. Yeah. I mean... I mean Think, think in the context. It's an amber ale. Yeah, like but it's, it's solid. I don't, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, it's an amber. Oh, it's a... Because you can have good ambers. You can have good yeah. lagers, you know? Well, so. but if you don't typically aren't into that style, you know what I'm saying? Then you need to kind of qualify it. But says a person who created a podcast all about taking that out of the equation, typically. Yeah. But, you know, not for the not for the packs. If you, if you were tasting this blind, you would be like, this sucks. I don't think I would say it sucks. I would just say I'm not. I'd probably give it a three, maybe a two. Are you kidding me? No. A three? It's there's nothing offensive about this beer. Okay. That is definitely a beer I can drink and finish. There's absolutely nothing offensive about it. I mean, I it's it's nothing offensive. I wouldn't waste the calories. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Well, and this isn't one that I'd go for. I wouldn't go out of my way for it. But if somebody gave it to me, you know, say I'm at a party and. Or at a restaurant, and they just have, like, macro beers. And then... You wouldn't drink. If they had macro beers and then fat tire, you wouldn't drink. Maybe. You might be right. I know I'm right. So, fat tire... I just want to read a little bit of information that they had about this, since this was, like, their big thing for their 25 years. Um, So, fat tire was first conceived on a bike ride through Belgium... And came to life yeah. as a homebrew in the late 1980s. Okay, wow. So it's been around. So, I mean, so they the call recipe. it New Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, uh. New Belgium. Yeah. Spurred on by accolades from friends and a grip of homebrewing awards, New Belgium co-founders Kim Jordan and Jeff Labesh took the beer commercial in 1991. Since then, the 100% employee-owned company, wow. awesome, has become the nation's fourth largest brewery, craft brewery with distribution in 41 states and a second brewery just opening in Asheville, North Carolina, which we talked about. So that's just 
the backstory. Wonder what nine states. What nine states they're not doing? Well, potentially Alaska. I wouldn't Hawaii. fault them on that. Um, I don't know. What are what are states of like? You just wouldn't care. The Dakotas, maybe. There's not a whole lot going on in See, the Dakotas. I feel, like they, I feel like they need it there then. Well, that's true. Yeah, but you have to think as far as like, are you gonna pay the money to get distribution out yeah, there I if know. it's kind of yeah. sparse? So like Montana, probably not. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, well, uh, that's all the information. We're just doing beers now. That's for real? Yeah, we're just doing beers. Oh wow! Yeah, straight up. I surprised you. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's move to our next one. I, I just put them in like an order that I, because I don't know what they're going to taste like, okay. obviously. I was wondering so how you did that. I just put them in an order based on what they're called, assuming what they'll be like. I don't know. We'll find out. So the first one uh, is in collab. well, the second beer, but the first collaboration. This Fat Tire and Friends is called Fat Pale Ale, and it is done in collaboration with Rheingeist Brewery. They're out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, Rheingeist has gotten a lot of press recently in the craft beer community because apparently they've been putting out some really good stuff. I've never even heard of them. They were at Saber, which ironically were, well, coincidentally, we're drinking out of Saber glasses for Do this. Do we have anything from them? I did. Okay. That's when I did it when you were in your salon mm. session. Um, I had their Truth IPA. And it was a good IPA. Mm, I mean, okay. it wasn't enough to, like, make my list of the top ones, but it is a nice IPA. So I've only had one thing by Ryan Geist. It was good. So, oh, and this is just their, their version of Pale Ale at 6% alcohol by volume. Oh, and I can say uh, Belgian style. A Belgian style Pale Ale. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Belgian style Pale Ale. So let's pour this... Bad boy. Looks exactly the same as the first one, color-wise. I'm assuming they're pretty much all going to yeah. look the same. So, let's just say looks the same or doesn't look the same. Looks the same. Looks the same. It might be, I don't know, it might be a little more on the yellow side, but barely, if it know. is. Carlin has, like, a photographic memory, so he wouldn't remember better than I, I do. I about that, but... It's it smells very similar. similar. But definitely hoppier. Yes, there is a significant... Not a ton, but it's definitely um, noticeable. Well, I mean, I get a little bit of a citrusy quality that I that I had zero... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's perceivable for sure. Yeah, the, and there's a slight grassiness on there. A little floral, a little yeah. grassy. I'm interested in that. I think, I'm it's hoping this will be good. Yeah. Very delicate on the nose. But then it's, got, it's also got that kind of clean, refreshing nose that the uh, Fat Tire has. Okay. What are your thoughts? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this one. I think there's a slight bit of a lemon quality on there, and there is a little bit of that kind of grassiness and a little bit of a floral note, but they're very subtle. Yeah, like super subtle. It's. Very taste wise, it's very obviously very similar to the fat tire. There's a lot of multi sweetness. Yes, you definitely get some of the hop characteristics, but it's so clean. Yeah, it is so much like a, such a nice, clean, crisp finish. Um, there is which um, I enjoy. Maybe that's why I don't. Fat tire was maybe just kind of off putting to me because just like yeah, 
there's more of a bitter quality on the on the finish on this one as well, which you, I mean you would assume would probably happen just because it's you know a bit hoppier hmm. in what okay. you're perceiving. So little little bitterness. That's solid. I mean, once again, I don't think it's one that I'd be like, oh man, I could really go for. No, but I definitely like one that one over yeah. the original. So the fat pale ale, not okay. not a bad job. Let's move on to the next one. The next one we have is in conjunction with Firestone Walker Brewing out of Paso Robles, California. And this is their Fat Hoppy Ale, uh, 6% ABV as well. Um, I bet they're all going to be about that, huh? Yeah. Uh, so they did say that the it has Mosaic, Citra, and Mandarina Bavaria hops in it. So let's find out. Yeah, I just looked at the rest of the lineup. They're all like 6, 5... Yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah. yeah. That's why I just do them all. Real low yeah, ABV. Yeah, we're going to do six beers. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, yeah, but they're all like five to six. Mm. This one's... Looks okay. the same. I didn't even Maybe look. a tad lighter. Actually, it is a little lighter than the last two. It is. I... I... Oh, man. Oh, yeah. God. Definitely hoppy. Oh. I can smell that mosaic. It's so citrusy. Very, very, very citrusy. A little mm. bit of a grapefruit quality yeah. in there. It's just the nose I like from a hoppy beer. Oh my beer. gosh. Ooh, that smells so good. Yeah. That smells like a... Like a straight up IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? it? Just, yep. Or, you know, in the vein of yeah. like a nugget oh. nectar type thing, but a little dialed back because that's more of like a syrupy, more aggressive. Oh my god, it smells so good. There's more bitterness on the nose as well, but it's still got that clean finish on the nose. Okay, so I just right. took my first sip. Yeah, tell us what's up. Um, it tastes very similar to the pale ale. I mean, the nose is quite different. Right. But the taste is, I would like to almost do a side-by-side of them. There is, there is more bitterness, significantly more bitterness. Okay. There is also more citrus quality. Yeah. Definitely. I... But you're still getting a lot of that malt. You're getting a lot of that clean finish. Mm-hmm, that has a clean finish. I think the bitterness is the most significant difference mm-hmm. between the two. I wasn't, like, the bitterness on the pale ale was just slight. This yeah. is... If knowing the two, like, the hops that are involved in this beer, I feel like if you keep sipping it, you can definitely, if you're familiar with them, pick out the citra and the mosaic. Those... Hop profiles are definitely present in the flavor. Yeah. You can you can pick them out. Very cool. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. Yeah, me too. Uh, thus far. Um ideally, I I mean I know this is riffs on fat tire. Ideally what I would want is to have the malt dialed back a little <laughs> bit more on that's, this, but you just that's not the purpose. I, I know. That's why I said. Okay, I, I was know. like, in a, you know, in a different scenario. <laughs> you know, not talking uh, about Fat Tire and Friends. Take this and take them all down and I'd like it a lot more even. But it's still good. I like this. Good job, Firestone Walker. Okay. So the next one is the collaboration with Allagash. Allagash out of Portland, Maine. And it's Fat Funk Ale. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, that dun. is exciting. It's taking Fat Tire back to its Belgian roots. Brett. Is there Brett in there, I With see. Belgian yeast strain. Bottle conditioned with Brett. Okay. And no 
Flavor Man. Yeah, I've read them, but I'm, I won't say them. Oh, okay. Good. I'm sure we'll be able to pick them out, though. Well, I mean, especially knowing Britannomyces yeah. is in it. Which you didn't even need to tell me in order to know. If anyone says funk, yeah. I'm assuming Brett is going to be involved, most likely. Thank you okay, so. for that four. Let's look at the color. Uh, I'm going to say the same, but you're probably going to... It looks, to me, it looks basically the same as the um, the fat, hoppy ale. Um, so you're going to come up with like some sort of small shade variant? No. Hmm. That is interesting. It's like you get the funk, but then you get the traditional characteristics that you would get from a Belgian, like the clove, the spice. Yes, yes there is like a clove, yeah, definite spice to that, it. Like banana, but not too much banana, because I, I don't like the banana. Yeah. Those, I hate those banana notes in beer. This just but like, have you ever seen when people take like oranges and they shove cloves yeah. in them? There's really? a bit of an orangey quality okay. in the nose yeah. too, yeah. and I feel feel like it just reminds me of that. But it's very delicate. There, but there's a lot of like that spice characteristic. Yeah. But don't you hear me on that? You feel me on that? Like it, it, it smells very delicate. Uh huh. It does. Yeah. Oh, I'm starting to get more of that banana coming through as I keep swirling. But it's not an offensive banana. No, no, no. It's like a. It's like a ripe banana. It's like a nicely ripe banana. Actually, a little overripe, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. It smells good. Definitely smells funky, obviously. You can smell that Brett in there. Hmm. Not nearly as funky as I thought it was going to be, but... That's... that's it's it's definitely there, though. I mean, you definitely get it first thing. You oh. get that funky yeah. Brett quality. You get a little bit of a Band-Aid medicinal note that you can get in Belgian yeast-fermented mm-hmm. uh, beers. Get that clovey aspect very much more dialed back than it is in the nose. This would be, I feel like I say this all the time when I'm on here, but particularly this pack is a great pack for people that maybe want to try some new things, but don't want to venture too much outside their comfort zone. Because I know, you know, Amber Ales can be a good, like, gateway beer. Yeah. Um, Plus they're easy, like we're talking They're about. all easy to drink, but you can kind of see what kind of flavor profiles might you get from a... Funky from more mm-hmm. hoppy from a this that yeah so true true um I would I would want this beer this particular one with like Thanksgiving dinner yeah like that like the the Belgian quality the funkiness and that kind of like clove aspect just speaks like turkey and mashed potatoes to me yeah and, and, but it's uh, not um, cranberry sauce and all of these beers I think are beer a good beers to pair with food yeah because definitely. they're not going to overpower anything True. you know sometimes when you drink you want to drink it by itself right although i would argue that some of these could be easily overpowered by food right right so just be careful yeah if that's the case okay all right mm-hmm. I should give you some... oh i saw beer in there well i mean we we have we have plenty more to drink when we're done. Okay, Carlin's one thing. Um, the next one we have is a collaboration with Avery Brewing out of Boulder, Colorado. Okay, um, and it's Fat Wild Ale. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Wild would also indicate to me Brett, but also potentially Lacto or Pedicacus. But um, 
what it signals to me is some funkiness, probably a lot more of a sour aspect than the, um, what was the other one? Fat Funk. It's Brett and then something else after that. What is that? Dre. It's a strain of Britannomyces. Okay. D-R-I-E. Dry Dre. I don't know how it's said. Okay. But they're different strains of Britannomyces. That's one of them. So. So. All right. interesting, too. Oh, did you say the ABV? No, Six, I'm 6.2. I'm excited for this. Especially because, well, I mean, I've been excited for all of these because I respect these breweries. Respect. Okay, the colors, I'm going to say the same. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, it looks darker to me. It, okay, it does, actually. It's more on the brown side, yeah. a lot less. I was going to say more yeah. red. Yeah, but like a little, yeah, a little bit of a orange, brown, red. Hmm. Okay. I'm... To me, this smells very similar to the original Fat Tire. Yes. Like, I am going to agree with you on that. Which is kind of not what I was expecting. There is something yes. very different, though, when I keep smelling. There's a citrusy quality. I want to say grape. I know it's not grape, but that's the first thing that no, came to my mind. It's not grape. I mean, I know it's not, but for that's... What is that nose? There's something... Yeah, it's something in there. There, there. Well, there definitely is a citrusy note Yeah. in the nose, but I just can't pinpoint it. There's a little... There might be a little bit of a strawberry. Slight strawberry. Ooh, a little peachiness. A little peachy. Maybe a little apricot as well. You want to just say stone fruit? <laughs> yeah. There, and actually, there's a little bit of a bubblegum characteristic on the nose as well, as I keep saying. Okay, we'll taste it, because I tasted it. And I wanna... Well, tell me what you think. It, it, I, I don't know what... I'm, I'm stutter, stuttering, stammering. <laughs> All of the above. I'm kind of confused by this. Because to me, it's... Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very... To me, it's very... It's still very similar to the original, but with right. the same something that I don't know what it was on the smell. It, um... It's, it's got a bit of a tart tingle on the tongue with that Brett Funk in there as well. The funk is not crazy pronounced. I can't even perceive it. It's it's definitely in there. I get that little bit of a tartness first, and then the Brett Funk is just subtly sneaking up oh. behind that bit of a tartness. But it almost plays on my tongue like a bit of like an effervescence, like champagne um, type bubble. It's interesting. I am feeling like a very inferior beer taster right now. Raspberry. Raspberry? Taste it tastes a little raspberry ish. I got it. Snozberry. <laughs> the Snozberry beer tastes like Snozberry beer. Someone should do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you get a little perceive a little of a raspberry flavor? No. I don't mm. perceive anything in this beer. It is very delicate. Too delicate. I don't think so. The more I keep drinking this, I'm really enjoying the notes that are kind of coming through. Yes, you have to really concentrate, but if you do, and I would definitely not have this with food because it's all going to get lost in the food, 
if you take your time with this, though, and you really focus on the subtle notes, they're coming in waves, and they're they're not competing with each other. They're just kind of washing over your palate. In do you want to go to bed? Of... With, do you want to go to bed with this beer? <laughs> I don't like it that much. Oh, okay. okay. I do quite like it though. There is a bubblegummy characteristic on on the flavor as well, though, like a little bit of a. There's a bit of a citrusy bubblegum as well. I'm not getting one thing. I like that. That is an interesting beer. And obviously throughout, there's like a malty sweetness playing around in it. Well, I mean, not playing around. I mean, it's very much there because it's a malty amber ale. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Hmm. I mean, I had to pour myself more because I'm like, I'm not getting any there, of this. There's more. There's also, as I don't drink anymore, and it's just whatever's left on my tongue, on my tongue the funk characteristic is lingering. I'm not getting any of that. I'm like very stumped. <laughs> I like it. It's it's super complex. Definitely in my opinion the most complex of all these beers. I'm like I'm still furrowing my my brow. Yes. You furrow very well. I know I have like <laughs> if I was to botox anything I feel like I would furrow my I would botox I would botox my eyebrows. Like right in between my eyebrows because I like furrow my brow so much. Oh, because you are. Does that mean you're constantly perplexed or like this? <laughs> yes. Or you just don't like what most most people say to you. That could be better. <laughs> this day and age. Oh goodness. Yes. Okay. I'm inter- I'm really interested in this last one. It's the collaboration with Hopworks Urban Brewery. Hub, as it goes oh, is by. That the, uh, H-U-B. Yeah. Hub. Um, it's the Fat Sour Apple Ale, mm-hmm. 5.9%, and it's organic. And Hopworks is out of Portland, Oregon. So we had Allagash out of Portland, Maine, Hopworks out of Portland, Oregon. Oh, and it is important to note for this pack that what what I read is that these are actual, like, friend breweries that oh, really? New Belgium has had, that people they actually like, so they, you know, reached out to them. And may I point out that this is USDA organic. I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't say USDA, but I said organic. <laughs> sorry. I, uh... Do you need to add the USDA part? <laughs> I mean, that's You were not says, even listening but... to me. I wasn't. I have. Carlin, I do have to. You just admitted that on the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't in that case because I, I'm going to be honest. I was still thinking a little bit about that oh Avery one. The fat you wild ale. want to go to bed with it. I knew it. It's good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And <laughs> it's all in weird. context. This might be the the beer that we've disagreed on the most in the history mm-hmm. of our beer drinking. Probably not, but... In the history of our beer drinking relationship? Huh? But what, what you have to realize, too, is when you're acclimating yourself to a certain base flavor, which... It's all fat tired. You can get fat tired oh, throughout yeah. every single one of these strongly. Absolutely. You have to really concentrate to pull out what's different. And when you are able to do that, you know, you're going to find some stuff that really surprises you just because when it's all on that one base, it the differences stick out a lot to you if you're able to taste it. You know what I mean? You're just a super taster. I don't know. No, probably not. Okay. But, Anyway, alright, so we're going to do this fat sour apple ale. I'm excited. Although it's probably going to taste exactly the same as all the other ones. <laughs> oh, you sound so, uh, 
so uh, positive. I'm I'm becoming a disgruntled beer drinker. Yeah, you really are. I'm about to <laughs> kick you off. You're not invited back. We're gonna get Sean Creel up in here. What? Why Sean? <laughs> I don't know. Because I was texting with him. Oh. And he's on my mind for that reason. Um, well, you, Sean, and the Wild Ale go to bed together. Yeah. Okay. Looks the same. Well, it's very. It looks more like the the pa- the fa- the pale ale. Okay. It is. A, it is a little bit yellow. It's more on or the yellow. yellow. Yes. Okay. Okay, you. Do, I am picking up on the apple. Yeah, there is a like a cider yeah, type does. smell to it, like a little bit of a Granny Smith type tart That's apple. That's what I was going to say, but I don't know if I'm just saying Granny Smith because the the label's green. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be green because I wonder if the it notes does. in there. I don't know what kind of apples they use. There's a little bit of of like a appley sweetness in there as well, like a sugary quality. There's a tad bit. Of like a sour funkiness. Yeah. I do okay. Tart. I do perceive that. <laughs> okay. It smells really good though. Like nice crisp. Like... To me, I think that the the malty sweetness folds into the other aromas probably the best in this beer. I like this. Oh really? I just tasted it. Because it, it, it definitely Ooh, it gives man. you a little pucker. Ooh. Yeah. A little bit of a pucker, like a, like a sour or like tart, like the Granny Smith yeah, that we were smelling. It's very, yeah. Um, but it's not overwhelming at all. It's really, you know, all of these are really light, crisp, easy to drink. I, this, this might be my favorite, honestly. It really, really stomps down the maltiness in, in the base mm-hmm. fat tire because that, that, tartness is very pronounced and the apple the green mm-hmm. apple quality is extremely in your face and it makes the sides of like your mouth like kind of pucker up like yeah you know like no, you're having something a little like sour but it's not too sour I, I i like it i think that i think the the base amber of it just gives it a bit more of, of a substantial mouthfeel that you don't get with a whole lot of sours, necessarily. It, it, it gives it a nice body, yeah. That is nice. I like this one. Although I will say, it's a little one note. Maybe two. That's a little two note. It's not as complex as your lover. It's not. No, it's not. But I like it. Your lover, the wild ale. I mean, are we gonna... It definitely is good. Yeah, that's my favorite. And it's organic. For you, Kyle, that's on. one for Kyle Norman. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> Kyle Norman hates the organic um, everything. Yes, the organic labeling. He hates it. Um, are we don't make me rank these. I mean, you can just tell me here are like my top few, and I really didn't like this. Whatever, it's fine. Well, my top two are probably going to be the sour apple and the hoppy okay. ale. So the sour apple number one though, mm-hmm. and you really don't like the. The Avery not, one. Avery, oh, it's not like I don't like it. I just could not perceive it, the f- complexity that you were talking about. Oh yes, the complexity. Hmm. Um. Okay. Well, I, I'll go ahead and rank mine. Okay, because I can do, actually. If I'm going to do that, I actually need a, one little sip of one of them to make a decision here. 
We all know what your first one's going to be. You're right. So, my favorite is the fat, yeah, fat wild ale in conjunction with Avery. That is really nuanced. Very, a lot of awesome subtleties in there. It's a lot going on. Complex, like I said. Um, then after that, I do think the fat sour apple ale is my second favorite, just because that that the sourness in there is so good, and it it's very refreshing for this pack. You know, like everything else is significantly more subtle in the pack. And then when you get hit with that, it's kind of like, oh, this is different. Uh, really, really good. And like I was saying, like the sourness with that um, multi quality of of the base fat tire is uh, is really doing some good stuff. Like better mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really takes a lot of the sweetness down. Um, good. But a close third is the Firestone Walker collaboration, the Fat Hoppy Ale. Mm-hmm. That's really good too. It's good. Yeah, and then after that, I think I have to go with the Allagash one, the Fat Funk Ale, and then the Rheingeist one, the Fat Pale Ale, and then Fat Tire itself. So, which I'm sure everyone could uh, guess that I was going to put Fat Tire itself at the bottom, which it's kind of, I mean, it's easy to assume that just because it's the base and then everything else is... Supposed to be a step above, basically. It's supposed to be. You think so? Yeah, I mean, basically. Because it's just like, oh, here's Amber Ale. Now they give it to other people, do something to it. You think people are going to be like... We're going to make it worse. <laughs> well, well, no one's intentionally going to do that, but you think people are going to be like, we're going to make make it taste about the same. Yeah. Everyone's going to take, take it and want to put their interesting spin on it. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be more interesting at the least, so... Okay. Was this fun? And what were your expectations versus what you actually got out of it? Um, about the same. I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, and I'm finishing thinking, eh. Yeah, you're not. You're not huge on the pack itself. Yeah, but it's. I can appreciate each beer for certain qualities, but just not my. Yeah, I don't think this pack is a must. Like, I feel like Beer Camp is, like, a pack that people probably should just get every year. Because it's going to offer you some really interesting stuff. I think it... This is still interesting, but I don't think there's enough variation on all of this to to really be, like, it's worth buying an entire pack. Especially because I know there are... How many more of these do we have? Just one of each. Oh, okay. But there's... The thing is this... I know there are um, liquor stores out there that have started breaking these packs down and allowing people to not only just buy the pack itself, but buy the beers as individuals if they want. So I would probably more likely go for that. Yeah, but, you know, not to disagree, but to add my own. You know, like I said before, I do think there's, I would recommend this pack for someone who's just getting into craft beer because Mm -hmm. I do think it kind of gives you a little bit of, representation of what different that's true profiles you can have when you're yeah so well and yeah and and that is true because as you go through it it's kind of like okay here's an here's an amber here's an amber with a with some belgian quality to it 
and a little bit of hoppiness. Here's one with a lot of hoppiness. Here's one with, you know, like a breath funkiness. Here's one with so a lot of So I feel like if you really like ambers, this would be a great pack for you. Yeah, but you just start experimenting. Yeah, and even yeah. those who maybe are more seasoned in their beer drinking or their palates more advanced or discriminatory, if you're really into ambers, yeah. you got a lot of ambers, but... I would say more for this, the seasoned beer drinker, you're probably not going to want to. Yeah. Uh, good point. Really good point. Really? Yeah. I think it's very oh, valid. Wow. Okay. So, I would say, though, if you have interest in packs like this, listen to a podcast like this one or other podcasts out there that do break these types of packs down and then make a decision on if you want it or, like, what ones you want to grab out of it. Because, some, you know, sometimes a 12-pack... It's a lot. It's a big It's a big commitment. It is a big commitment. It's a huge <laughs> commitment, and you don't know what you're going to get into necessarily, so you yeah. want to make a smart decision. It's kind of like a movie for me. Like I just What are the critics saying? Well, it's like, I'm like, can I commit two hours of my life to watching yeah. this? Can I commit two hours drinking this pack of beer? No, it's just like how Carlin and I decide to watch a movie. We have to read the reviews of all the yeah. movies... And then we wasted too much time reading the reviews, and now we don't have enough time to watch the movie. Yeah, because we look it up on internetmoviedatabase.com. And Rotten Tomatoes. Which is very similar to what a lot of people do with Beer Advocate. They look up Beer Advocate, or they look up on Untapped and be like, oh, well, how many, what's the Beer Advocate rating, or how many stars does it have on on Untapped? And then that'll dictate if I'm going to try it or not. When really you should just be like, hashtag YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, just try it all. Try it all, you never know. Anyway, on that YOLO note. Yes. Everyone go YOLO yourself and drink <laughs> some beers. <laughs> Carlin's going to go YOLO himself with that wild ale. I think I will. And that's a good place to end it. So everybody, please remember. Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 